Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Oh, uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. Oh, yeah, he's like just going deep into a part of a movie I've never seen before. So what shout out David Lynch. Out? That came yeah. out in 86. 86, yeah. yeah there's going to be some, it's going to be a little weird. You like Twin Peaks and shit like that. It's a good place to start for David Lynch. All right, word. That's a good place to start the podcast yeah. here. I can't believe we're here. Um, we started doing this without cameras. And now we got, if you, you know, you can't see your home because literally it's the opposite side. But there's three cameras, two lights. There's a friggin' elephant case of different lenses. We got three mics. We got cords plugging into cords. And we got Crate Killer here today at Benny's Honored. Crib. How we doing? Honored, bro. Happy to be here, man. Tremendous. Let's crank you up to like eight. Yeah, bro. No problem. I want to hear you nice and crisp and yes, clean. Yes, sir. Here, um, let me move this a little closer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the you know how TV dinner stand closer. You'd be at a lot of uh, <clears throat> studio sessions and shit across a lot of different genres, I imagine. Tons, so. man. I get hired for uh, a lot of drum tracking sessions for just, like, any type of band. Rock, hip-hop, uh, anything. And then I record a lot of hip-hop, do a lot of engineering work and stuff. That's tremendous because yeah. it's gonna be an interesting episode. I uh, definitely have seen you out here as a hip hop producer, producing beats. Obviously, like you know your name, from what I believe, imagine um is referencing like crate digging. Yeah. So it's clear, like you know, from the jump, yeah. definitely like, into this hip hop shit. But I feel like I know you more from potentially, lack of a better word, like hardcore background. Oh yeah. And like you know, um, just yeah. like the diversity of different like, bands you've been in. So yeah. I'm definitely like interested to get into this and kind of. Maybe start in the beginning, get into the early parts of your life. I do want to hear about a lot of your time, like, as a drummer. Yeah. And uh, then yeah. get into the Cray Killer shit a little bit. So let's get into the first question <clears throat> that we got to ask everybody. And that's, what's your first memory of hip-hop? I was so excited to answer this question. I'm not going to lie to you. Doing your research? Yeah, yeah it was. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... I don't even know if this counts necessarily as the first memory, but like a core childhood memory of hip hop. I remember being like sixth grade. I had my CD player and I had a, my CD player had like a little, this like rap cord thing and I'd wrap around my belt loop. So I'd have to carry it and it would skip. It was the worst idea ever. No, that sounds cool though. Yeah. I was trying to be cool, but it was stupid. Uh, but, but did it work? It sort of so really. oh, oh, if it works fuck how you look but if it yeah. doesn't work and then you look goofy then it's like oh no yeah i know yeah i was cringy when i was younger i'm uh, probably still cringy I was saying, now, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. but who even knows what that means regardless <laughs> 50 cent the massacre oh, everyone brings that one up man that's fucking i was oh, listening the massacre yeah i like, get richard die no bro the I'm massacre because the ski mask way i man that was my favorite track off that whole album. I love 21 Questions and like all of his hits off that album, but Ski Mask Way, I was like, damn, 50 Cent's just on, you can't mess with him, man. Yeah, it's wild how good 50 is. I don't even know if I remember that song, Ski, because I'm not the most privy into um uh, his that, shit on that album, Ski Mask I'm finna look it up right now. Yeah, that sample's nasty. Was too. that even a, um, was that a, uh, 
single from that album? No, no, it's definitely that's like, probably why. I'm yeah, it's, it's like, like track like, like eleven or gotcha. some shit. I know yeah. like Candy Shop and shit like yeah, that. yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's kind of a deep cut on the record, but if you hear that, you're like, oh, he's talking his yeah. talk. It's I love dope. I love Fifty Cent deep cuts. I think Fifty Cent's a really talented MC overall. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got this joint on his album Curtis. I think it's his third album. That's not even like one of his better albums, I think. But there's a joint called Moving On Up. Just one of those ones like. You hear it in the car, and the way the 808s hit, you're like, all right, yeah, like, this is a good, like, I got to get some shit done today. Like, I play this in the morning, and I'm going to be on a, yeah. a good page. And so, shout yeah. out 50 Cent, man. Yeah, man, shout out 50 Cent. He did a feature with uh, <clears throat> Griselda a couple years ago, uh, City on the Map. Is that on the What Would um, Yeah, What Would Machine Gun Do? do? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, and I was like, Shady uh, Records, you know, kind of a, like, you know, affiliation with each of them, because... Uh, Actually, I don't believe Eminem was on, sh- or excuse me, I don't believe Eminem specifically signed 50. I think 50 signed to Interscope. Am I tripping here? Uh, I'm trying to look this up. Yeah. I, could, I could be wrong about all yeah. this, but obviously Eminem and um, 50 Cent, you know, go way back to the Dr. Dre kind of connection. And Eminem, I think, is in the, uh, in the club video. Yeah. I believe as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. That's I, sick. Like, I'm think, I think Eminem, like, low-key, like, helped find 50 Cent, like, pretty heavily. I believe that. The reason I'm not, like, flat out just saying that is because I know Jam Master J had a huge impact in that, too, I believe. So, rest in peace, Jam Master J. But I think, like, my brain's telling me that I gotta go, go to fucking find. This is, like, you know, 20 years ago. If we were still in middle school, I'd know all this shit. <laughs> so, Get Rich or Die Trying comes out on Interscope, Ooh, Aftermath, okay. and Shady. Oh. Interscope is, like, the huge entity. I think that's Jimmy yeah. Levine. I could yeah. be tripping him. But then you have Aftermath, which is, um... Shady, I mean, well, excuse me, which is Dre, and then Shady is under Aftermath. Shady yeah. is Eminem's. Yeah. Shady, I believe, dropped what would Sheen uh, do that album. Oh. That's why I'm that back, and that's probably why 50 Cent was on I was that. just about to say, that's how they got that. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Wow, so 50 Cent really did have fucking um, Shady records behind that. Damn, it is wild to think about, like, just how fucking popping Dr. Dre is sometimes. When it's just crazy. Just the, the fingerprints of his career. It's nuts. Like, like, you said 50 Cent, like, I'm assuming... Oh, I didn't even ask, where, where'd you grow up, bro? Where are you I from? I grew up in Standish. Standish, man. Standish, right, Maine. So, like... I went to near like the uh, what like Lyman line kind of kind of Gorham Gorham is next to Gorham so I grew up all over there so I was always like out in the sticks like and I felt like a weirdo because I was like a hip hop guy you're still bumping 50 cent bumping 50 cent out in the sticks and everyone's like you know listening to fucking whatever country rapper what country rapper country artist is out there so I was like I mean, I did, I played my country too, but, you know, rap has always been like my always go back to genre no matter what. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking right now. Eminem did sign 50 Cent, by the way. That's dope. And now I should actually look up what would Sheen do, because I hate when I'm fucking, I don't hate, but, you know, you can't, you can't just be saying stuff as a journalist and be like, I think it's that, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be on my shit, but uh, it's interesting, again, the name 50 Cent being brought up and you being in a more rural part of Maine. And still resonated with that because that's a theme, you know, 100 episodes in we've heard is like motherfuckers in 03, 04, 05, 06, everybody is playing 50 Cent. Everyone. Everyone's man. rocking G-Unit. Everybody's fucking rocking Fat Farm. <laughs> and we're all in like white ass, yeah. like yeah. rural Maine, man. It's yeah. like so funny to think back to this shit. Um, and what would Sheen do did come out on Shady. So there we go. Man. It all makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense because I think they, they talk about you know 
them signing to, them being Griselda signed to like shady records and stuff with that so that makes a lot more sense understanding like the backstory of that so yeah 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 all right well hell yeah we're getting some kind of background info here yeah so you're in standish it sounds like you're into music did you have any other hobbies as a youth like what were you kind of doing was it mostly music most of the time yeah so my i <clears throat> my my stepfather and my father are both drummers um so it was kind of like if i was you know with my mom and my stepdad there was a kid there so i was like around it but they never pushed me on it and um i just like one day i just walked downstairs i was like i need to learn how to play the drums i'm probably like 11 years old played on like pots and pans as a kid whatever but um yeah that was like kind of where it started for me just learning how to make beats and just like playing beats and learning albums and stuff and playing even along to hip-hop albums and stuff too hip-hop songs there's like a oh man i'm not gonna be able to remember the name of the song it was like a super poppy rap song from like 2008 that i wanted to do a drum cover to but yeah like oh, so who's that cat you might know this bro um there was a dude on youtube i want to say his name start with a c it wasn't Cody. It was like maybe Kobe. It was like Kobe drums or something like that. And he always did like big epic drum additions to like popping songs, like no. hip hop songs, like big pop songs. Oh man, if you were on YouTube, like, because this is like, you know, I'm, I'm like toe in the water, hardcore shit, like quotes. Um, at that time, you know, like a day to remember. Shit yeah. Like, like surface level shit that like even high school kids like me were getting into. Yeah. But you know, there's even like, you know, under the water deeper and i go into i wouldn't even say like i think hey like genres and words are so tough but like you know bands sometimes that like don't sound as hard on like a record you probably go to a show would be a lot harder like maybe like title fight back in the day yeah shit like that like yeah. that was that was my kind of shit like yeah, title yeah. fight for you strong kind of like yeah. the poppier yeah. side of the hardcore yeah man that still was very you know heavy on the guitar and drums yeah and four year strong's crazy yeah they're from what's or matt they're from new england I'm not yeah they're sure, from yeah. new england i uh in 2019 i played in a band i was playing with a band called bloom and we played the four year strong christmas show at the palladium that's in worcester right yeah i think that's where they're from right yeah that's fucking, dude that so we were playing like you know that like two thousand people or something yeah, what crazy, was that show know? like was any, any like big mem like memories from that night yeah just man just it was just crazy the energy in that room man everyone was there to just have fucking fun and this was like right before like all the covid stuff too so it was like not that i want to get into that at all but like it was it's cool to have that memory be you know what it is you know oh, what yeah. i'm saying oh yeah it's just dope thinking about like how deep uh that scene is it's, out here still it's and crazy how back in high school you know i graduated in 2012 i was listening to shit like watching youtube drum covers of like hip-hop songs here you are like in your basement and standish wanting to play them yeah man <clears throat> i had a great uh question about you know, music being around in your family, but it's pretty wild that both your posse and your stepdad, yeah. both are drummers. Yeah. Um, were they like more um, personal, like hobby drummers, or like were they in bands as well? Like, kind of break that down. Yeah, man. So it's actually like really crazy. Um, <clears throat> so my dad played in a band, and you know, back in the eighties, it was touring wasn't quite as extensive as it is now. Like, you can be a local band and book a national tour. You know what I mean? Like you have, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have the internet to do all this stuff. But back then, man, they were playing from Bangor to Boston, which was like a lot of 
ground to cover when you're just going by like you know face-to-face interactions and stuff so um they did a lot of stuff and uh they ended up working with like one of the guys in the band kansas they like went to his house and like dust in the wind kansas yeah 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 crazy um and uh that whole thing went south while they were out there they had to like sell all their stuff to like get back home because this was out in arizona and they're all from maine bunch of cats from maine yeah hanging with the band kansas (laughs) in in arizona Arizona. where'd they go after that they got fucked so bad yeah (laughs) yeah so they like had to sell all their stuff to get back home and then that was when the band was pretty much done um and my dad still played like recreationally after that stepdad was in cover bands and stuff and so i didn't like i didn't like necessarily resonate with the music that they were playing but i was just like kind of around it you know so i was grateful for that nice to be in that environment just being around the process of it yeah my mom was like listening to corn in the car oh it was like i always want to start doing the corn like Oh my God. Uh, yeah. uh, Eric Andre does that, and uh, dude, it makes me fucking laugh. So I'm like, dude, I can't. If I, I think I, I hear that, I think of him doing that, then I want to start doing Oh my that. God, yeah. yeah. Well, sh- no, shout out Jonathan Davis again. I was like, I was huge. Uh, I mean, come on, like, come on, undone with it. That's them franchise boys and corn. Remember that yeah. show when that dropped? What is it? So there's a song called, you know the song Coming Undone? Yeah, by yeah, Corn, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you remember the song Lean With It, Rock With It? Oh, they did the like you a, ever seen a that? mashup oh, of it? I'll put that on YouTube before you leave. Yeah, they please, did a mashup. Yeah. It's like, it's the heavy uh, like chords from the beginning of Coming Undone where, where it's like, dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah. And then it's like, I get my shoulders in. Uh, I forget the lyrics. <laughs> and then it's like, Lean With It, Rock With It. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. Dude, it's, 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 it's honestly kind of extra. Ah. <sighs> Oh, oh, the cat, oh, the cat getting you. Yeah, you think? Hey, come on, yo. It's oh. a guest. Come on. Podcast people, the cat's going uh, fucking haywire. Here. Haywire, but we love it. Hey, come on. You know, who's better than this cat? But, no, uh, young. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out, just shout out Corn, man. Corn's, yeah. Corn's very influential into that whole new metal uh, taking up. What the fuck? Taking, <laughs> taking over the <laughs> the mainstream, man. This cat's getting up and all this shit. Um. Well, I want to now maybe pivot into maybe a more concrete channeling of the, uh, I don't trust this cat, man. This cat's looking at me. <laughs> He's about to attack. Uh, um, and let's get into a, mo- a more concrete channeling, I think, of that creative energy. Yeah. I believe you said maybe you were on 11 when you were kind of getting into like actually picking yeah. up the sticks and shit. Yeah. Let's kind of break down maybe, I don't, the word serious is a kind of like loose term, but when did you really like take this shit, like I want to like put a lot of time into this to like practice and even start to like get into like bands when when did that start man so i was like you know just like playing drums in the basement for like probably two years three years before i played in front of anyone um and one of my first shows shows that i ever played was the holiday assembly at my school but it was my whole school was there bonnie eagle there's like you know there's a lot of people there um and me and my me and my friend wrote a like a super heavy metal song like really really heavy we're like we're just like you're like 13 yeah we're like 13 14 and we're like you know no one's gonna like this except for us but we're just gonna go out and do it and people like really responded to it and like we're in like again like we're in like country hick kind of territory and like Mm. we're playing like 
crazy metal. People are just like, two of you? it's just two of like guitar, like guitar and, drums. and drums. That's it. That's pretty fucking sick. And so any vocals? Nothing. Oh yeah, I mean, so you just shredding, you're shredding. Motherfuckers right? will always. That's the, that's the weirdest thing about like white country people. You play like the illest mad the beat and some rhymes that like are filled with slang. They'd be like, "What the fuck they saying? I don't get this. This isn't music." But then like, dude, universally, like people just start shredding. They're like, "I don't care what genre it is. It could be like." some blues folk singular guitar like six electric guitars two different drum sets they'd like that shit mm-hmm. and it's like obviously you know it's like different like one's kind of more maybe lyric music based one's more just like appreciate the collaboration of live music type shit yeah. but to me like bro like it's just funny how like you start shredding anywhere motherfuckers would be like okay yeah this is cool <laughs> you know the thing is though is I think people I think the difference is that people aren't seeing the process so when you're seeing a band live, like, like the hip hop process, yes, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you see a band live, you're seeing the guitar player do the thing in real life. And when you're playing a, a beat, like if they saw someone chop up a beat and make it in front of them, they'd be like, "Holy shit, that's insane!" That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like that's they really don't, they've never even seen that process happen. So. And if you're playing it live, not only did you like create it and you know write the music to it. And then practice it in the studio, and then probably record multiple takes, nailing it, and then practice for the show. Like live, you're seeing someone who's put like you know countless hours in countless, that shit. yeah. So you got to remember that like, not every beat might be fucking, you know, a three week to three year music score that someone put their entire life into like you know the guitar or the drums or something. But there's some uh, fucking loops that like someone started you know probably two years ago that they added a bass line, added like another melody a snare a couple like 808s and then three years later they got like some stupid beat so mm-hmm. that's a very good insight yeah makes me uh definitely appreciate i think your process behind it all yeah because i think a lot of people like who are in other genres don't respect hip-hop enough no they dabble into it they don't and especially if we whitely but i show like double respect so it's like i really appreciate that uh, yeah that uh understanding of the craft so yeah. to speak yeah man let's go back though to the yeah. first craft of yours yeah so to speak because you've definitely been like a decorated drummer out here. I've known you've been in a lot of bands. Um, currently in Too Late the Hero. Yeah, shout um, out Too Late the Hero, man. But in my research, I've also like seen, just to mention a few, like you've played in Trove, Roseview, the American Classic, if, if I'm correct. Yep, yep. Um, I kind of want to just then hear about like your journey now, like from that talent show into these t- times. Because it's probably Dude, like... it's crazy. I can't even probably, you know articulate the whole thing better than you could so is there like kind of like major mo- like yeah man i can of your life I it's, guess? yeah i'll try to like you know run it down really fast but so you can take your time too yeah man so like um played the talent show and that was like the first time i had like kind of put myself out there and got a lot of like positive feedback back and i was like this is something that like resonates with me i was like i feel like i can do something with this so that was like to answer your previous question, that was kind of when I realized, like, all right, that's when I really need to take this seriously. Gotcha. That's when I was, like, I started learning, like, whole albums. If I liked a band, I'd learn their whole album, and I would, like, try to dissect... Like, all the music or just the drums? Just the drums, still, yeah. But still, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what were some albums? Like, I would do anything from... I started Disturbed. Ugh, that <laughs> hurts to say, but no, it's true. It was probably, the, to me, like... That was always around. Like, yeah. What, I'm, I could be 10, wrong. 10,000 I'm, I'm going to say, is this like 06 to 08? When you're yeah. Doing this? You turn on a fucking rock radio in 06 yeah. to 08, you're getting disturbed. And not only that, you're going to hear like the early 2000s disturbed because like people needed... Dude, I'm just... 
thought to endure myself, like thinking about how we consume music back in the day is so wild compared to now. <laughs> like people would be like, oh, I fucking love 10,000 Fist, but you got to go and play like the shit from their first album because that's like the best album. Yeah. So radio stations are still peppering in like down with the sickness mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Still making sure like, you know, to please it's, the fans. Yeah. But then it's like, all right, that was like, you know, a good one for all you old Disturbed fans. But now it's like time for shit from 10,000 Fist in the air. Like, youngins watching this be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, I know what radio is, but if I want to hear a song, I just go and play it. Yeah. It's like, I know, it's crazy. You couldn't really do that. Yeah. Bro. It's like, you can't just, like, have your friend text you a link to click on a song. Yeah. Like, it if was you like... want to play music on your phone back then, too, internet was so expensive on your phone. Bro. Oh, my God. So, I, I can, not to interrupt, but I can really resonate with, like, just being like, ah, there's a lot of, like, cringy rock bands I was listening to. Yeah. But that's what was, like, that's... stupidly popular at the yeah, time. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> knocking stuff over he is one of my uh, one of my old friends uh, he invited me out to a show that his band was playing and he knew I could like play drums and I just wasn't wasn't putting myself out there he got me out to a show mm. and the one of the opening bands was like the singer came up to me and was like ended up being the old singer of Roseview uh, but he was like, hey, man, we're about to play and our, you know, we're looking for a new drummer. And I was like, all right. And I was watching this band play and I was like, all right, I can rock with this. And I went and auditioned. We played one song and I practiced it forever, bro, forever. Get home from fucking work or whatever, school, downstairs, playing that song on the drums. If my mom wasn't home, I was downstairs playing, man. How long, how long was the song? It was only like three minutes, like just short, hit, you yeah, hit, you hit all over, 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 over. And you had been self-taught for the most part, I'm imagining? Always, well, yeah. In a sense, like, you, yeah. had, you had maybe, like, some collective consciousness background information just from the household of drummers, but it's not like they're, like, sitting down, like, teaching you every fucking break. No, bro, because they, they, my, so, I, I only, like, learned the extreme basics from them. I really did my own thing with the drums. The only like, th- like, did they have a set at the crib? Yeah. So that's pretty much it. They just that's had the set there, and you're like, all right, well, yeah. I should sit down and use this if it's around, right? That's it, yeah. And, you know, thank God, you know, neither of them minded. They were, like, more than happy to let me rip on the kit. So, and then eventually they, you know, my parents bought me a kit. Um, yeah, dude, it was awesome. That's just important, man. You got to, we got to fund the yeah. arts and shit. Yep. So, um... I ended you practiced up, like a motherfucker. You yeah, yeah, and then I we played the. I showed up at their house, the whatever the guitar player's house to audition. We played the song one time, and they were like, "We need you in this band." And right. I was like, "All right, what, sick." What year was this? In your life, at least two thousand. This was must have been like two thousand twelve, two thousand eleven. Like high high school. Yeah, end of high school. I graduated in two thousand twelve. Same. Yeah. So. Um, from from Bonnie Eagle. From Bonnie Eagle. Yep. Um, and, uh, so, you know, that band wasn't doing a lot and I got an opportunity to just like on a whim, move to Atlanta and play in a metal band down there. Damn. And was it, was it the band you like had just in the song for? No, I was just like, this band was called Tetrarch. Um, and they're actually doing like sick shit now. So how'd they like, how'd they link with you? Uh, so they were friends with my buddy Adam and they asked him to join because they were looking for a drummer. And then mm-hmm. he recommended me. I auditioned. I didn't think anything was going to come out of it. I was like 18. I was Got like, you. And you know, had you, um, had you joined that band you 
like practice the routine. Yeah, before. I did. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so you're already like, all right, like I'm progressing a little yeah. bit. Like I've gone from like basement to collaborating with others in a more serious setting. Now you're getting offers pretty fast. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, no, and it, it was like, you know, when I got that offer, I was with my friend. And I was like, he was like, do you want me to message them and mention you? And I was like, why not? Like I was kind of treating it like a joke, like, oh, whatever. It's not going to happen. I got the opportunity to go down. Um, I flew down. I auditioned for like two weeks and they're like, touring starts in three weeks can you be here and i was like yep so <laughs> flew back home never been on tour before never but i was like i know that that's what i want to do you know so i flew back home quit my job fucking i broke up with the girl i was dating i just went i just left um and went down there and immediately hit the road and it was like hard but it was it really like drove that passion even more you know what i mean um i was down there until i was like 20 moved back here joined roseview like long term um and you know we did a bunch of cool stuff i played in trove we did some cool stuff played in that band bloom for a while we did like a lot of touring like i've been touring pretty much non-stop since i was 18 until like recently so like mm. almost 10 years damn so, yeah like pretty much until like the like pandemic yeah even then though dude i was still on the road nice i went to japan during the pandemic that's fucking wild yeah man that's a fucking story yeah what were you doing in japan playing shows um where at what, what parts of the, the so we country? played we played um i don't even know what the town was it was like outside of tokyo but we landed in tokyo what time in the covid timeline is this this was like this was like right before thanksgiving like last year gotcha oh yeah so, so it was yeah, like yeah this you've been, was you've been back out here yeah no. yeah yeah so That's pretty fucking wild yeah my brain just wants to then say then like so do you pretty much just keep the tour going with different acts it sounds like that's well it's kind of like i've just been jumping on opportunities man yeah, like it sounds really. like you're on like a like obviously like you don't you don't drum under the name crate killer but you want a crate killer world tour yeah you, but that's like, wherever my talents are needed i'm a, like a yeah in, man yeah man so i was so for the japan tour and it kind of that so that whole thing like <clears throat> i've been producing at this point for a couple years and like kind of just like to myself you know and i was like Again, like, it was kind of similar calling to, like, when I was a kid playing drums. I was like, I just feel like I need to fucking do this, you know? And um, I uh, I did a song with this guy named 60E. Shout out 60. Um, he's uh, out in L.A. He's, uh, you know, I was on this tour, and we had to stop in L.A. before we flew to Japan. And I just t I hit him up, and I was like, yo, I'm in the area, like, if you're like i'm probably not gonna work out whatever don't worry about it and he drove like an hour and a half to meet up with me i showed him a bunch of beats and he was like we you know that turned into like us creating a project together um you know be released later this year but yeah man crazy how it's like things just kind of like worked out like i feel like that tour was the last tour that i did and the stuff with 60 just kind of started working out um yeah it's really crazy. Shit. I want to almost, like, bridge a little gap then between, like, some of your, uh, like, coming back to Maine and that Japan tour. Like, yeah. I guess in your time as a drummer, like, in back in Maine, did you, like, were you living back out here 
pretty much for like that whole time. Yeah. Sweet. So you've been living back in here since you moved from back from Atlanta. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I guess like, do you just have any like major takeaways from watching? I don't want to say like the scene develop because like everything kind of has developed like over time in a sense. But I really feel like there's like a pretty for how small this area is. That's a dense scene out here of bands. Yeah, it is. I think. I think the problem, man, is like competition. Mm. I think competition kills everyone, man. Mm. Like, <clears throat> my uh, I got some friends in a band called Keonashi from Pennsylvania, and they're killing it, man. But the way that band came up is they were like this like math core hardcore bands, and like they just put everybody on, bro. They would let anyone play a show. They pulled up to, like, every show that was happening. Like, they were just clicking in the scene, and they were getting everyone else to do that. And it became this just big thing. They, like, created a scene, I feel like. At least it, that's what I feel like has happened in Maine in the past, like, a couple of times. Um, and then I feel like it just, something happens, it gets destroyed. Like, the venue, something happens with a venue or something like that. Yeah. You know what are, I'm there, are there any big venues kind of from, like, when you were... Not necessarily coming up, but just like any venues that aren't here anymore, you want to show some love to one town, so their names keep ringing out in a sense. Man, I don't even know if I want to, for love purposes, but the vet, <laughs> the vet center, man, that that place was wild. Was that like man. kind of like a VF, VFW VFW type? all yeah. in Wyndham, and there was just whoa, I've seen shows there unhinged. I'm pretty sure yeah, was crazy. it kind of like right off the highway almost. No, Wyndham Wyndham's pretty far from the highway. Man, I'm thinking. Maybe it was so. Um, there, I saw. I mean, obviously VFW shows and like vet shows are like not an yeah, uncommon yeah. thing. But I thought I went to one that was like, you know, it was in high school and I was kind of it was kind of late. And I, I might even know a little bit of Liddy. And I know <laughs> we took the highway to get there, and I guess you would take the highway to get from. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, you do you ever been to the Z Club? Shout out the Z Club. That place was fucking awesome, man. You know. ever go there? I don't know if it was. I'm trying to think of the band. Who, there was like a big band. Like in oh, was it Steiner Street? Was that a band out here at one point? Steiner Street? Yeah. I'm not sure. Or maybe Truth of My Youth might have been another one too. But that might also be a song. I don't even remember. <laughs> but there's too much shit going on. Yeah. But um I interrupted you, but shout, shout out to the Vet Centers, man. I just think a lot about how venues pretty much like venues kinda are the scene in a lot of ways. Oh facts. Like, dude. You don't have venues to like that's one thing I said about Portland. Man. It's like shout out like the cavern at Free Street just because those motherfuckers be trying to put on shows right now and like all the time. That's man. what I, that's what I like to see. Yes. Like, even like Santiki and Afodian too, like those motherfuckers like always like trying to at least kind of put a focus on local shit. That's the kind of shit that I love. And oh I mean obviously like Geno's too they're celebrating forty years right now, which is wild too. So it's like yeah. those are the vibes you need to have in town because it's hard, like it's a fucking local cat in the book, state theater. No, yeah. obviously you know you can't sell that shit out, but like, is it even do they give local cats a chance to even like really open a show or anything? Yeah, no, it's like it's, it doesn't happen as much as it should be happening, in my opinion. At least like with how musical the city is. Yeah, but it's like it's it's at that point you're talking business. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's like thing. that's I guess, the... I guess that's kind of where my question lies too. Like I'm not really I'm like you know out here deep in this hip hop shit, but. I just pop into hardcore shows every now and then. Yeah. And I know you've been out here forever, so I just kind of wanted to peep your, your brain about, like, I don't know, just things that you liked out here, I guess things that worked and, you know, overall thoughts, I guess. I think that, you know, <clears throat> I think that there's definitely, like, community in Portland. Or even, like, constructive criticism. Not to Yeah, no, you're good, you're good. Um, constructive criticism, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like I don't have even enough... 
I don't have enough time in the game to be given constructive criticism. That's, you know? that's, that's a good um, and even, marker, though. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even give people... You know the best advice is listen to your fucking heart and just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah like, when it comes to this music shit, I think. Because mm-hmm. that's a good respect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad, kind of glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, because I'm like, you know, like, I mean, again, I've been doing it for a long time, but there's people that know way more than me and have been here longer than me and probably do more than me, and that's cool, man. Like, I'm not... You know, but I I think that there is a strong community in Portland. Like shout out the venue on Free Street, like they're killing it, man. I, I think they're like reviving a lot of stuff around here, and I'm really fucking happy to see that for real. Hell yeah, because I feel like when I talk to per- people in the scene that like um were more like in your kind of sectors musically, a lot of like shows were kind of are were and a venues kind of like that and like when you can pack in like you know tons of bands on a bill like i'm talking like 20 bands on a bill some days and shit yeah. and just like that's those, those I, I think for me man i try to remember like music to me is about like creating it's about being personal it's about going in your basement and hitting drums or like you know getting lost in music for a lot a while but i really think just for me there needs to be places where people can go who create can like either perform on stage or just be in a crowd and bump into other people in like a cheap, easy way where like you see your money's directly supporting someone who's like kind of in the same situation like you. That is really, I think what like holds a scene down. Yeah. And I think a lot of those spaces low key got like taken the fuck out during the, like the tightening in the pandemic and shit. It did. And it's unfortunate, but then you can't always like be looking at it in that token because you have, like you said, the cavern at free street in a sense. Yeah. There's places like that that will still always like pop up. And that's why it's important. Like on these national acts, for instance, hip hop wise, uh, Lord Jamonte, Ogbon, brain orchestra and Nolan, who used to go by Nolan, the ninja that like fucking all popping, like in their own different sectors. Like, one's from Charlotte, one's from Jersey, one's from, I think Detroit is where from Nolan's from. They're coming to Free Street, bro, in fucking May. Really? Yeah. Brain Orchestra, dude, he's nasty. Brain Orchestra be selling out in like overseas. I know. I've been That's watching what... him on Instagram, and I and I like I've never talked to him. I don't know anything about him. I just I love what he does. I just support him. Like I think that he's just dope. He's just got his he's, fucking yeah, thing he's, locked down, he's, bro. I really enjoy his music. Like he's yeah. definitely got a very good style. He's actually on the Rhyme Beat compilation we dropped, so shout Let's out go. Brain Orchestra as well yeah. for the beat on that. Um, but I think just in talking about, because dude, like this whole shit, we're like talking about scenes. What, what the fuck is a scene? Yeah. Like, it's but it's, it's a community. Exactly. To me, it's about less about like defining. It's more about remembering. Like, it's just a community of people. Yeah. Hanging out and like a really a scene. I think it's more something you can feel than describe at some points. Yeah. Because it's always changing, <clears throat> and I've seen some like dope shows recently, like at Sun Tiki and shit, where you see a beat set. Shout out Graphic Melee for I instance. I was just about to bring yeah. him up, man, because he's a prime example of what you're talking about. Yeah, he and I go outside and like Boondocks and Chan are there, and uh, you know, like uh, Gabe FM pulls up, and just like people from sectors of like main hip hop that were before me, and then I'm out here popping doing my shit. I'm like, and they like say what's up, I say what's up to them. We just what are you listening to? What you, what's the, like, what you eating right now? What's the last good, like, just like, yeah. little thing. how's your, how's your mind? How's your family? Just like, you remember when you're like, motherfuckers care and they want to check in on you and just have fun. Yeah. Just talk about dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, and just man. be stupid. Yeah. No, that's like, man. I mean, I've only been to one stereo dreams show so far, man, but just being able to go up there and just like play some beats on like the pass the ox thing was so fucking cool. Yeah. And like the response 
was so nice from everyone and like hell yeah it just felt like what you were saying like you want like that positive supporting environment like it's mm. just it's just dope man they're doing Fuck a, yeah. they're doing dope shit over there yeah big, big up graphic for that and um we kind of got off topic here in terms of the linear flow of my questioning but i more so just wanted to get into some you know conversation about a scene i don't know much about and definitely sounds like it may be even kind of similar to hip-hop in a sense there's a lot of people creating yeah. Sometimes it can be kind of competitive, but at the end of the day, and the most important thing is remembering community does have, like, power. And when you don't just, like, use shit as, like, oh, what's Link and Build? Like, no, nah, like, just go to a show and spend 10 bucks and help somebody out. Yes. Even if you don't fucking love the music, don't be dick, don't say anything. Or, dude, you don't even have to spend money. Just go like someone's post or comment, <laughs> yeah, comment something. Because shit. seriously, let's talk about power. Yeah. Where's the power lie, bro, right now? A lot of it's digital, bro. Yeah, so it's like... Give your friends some power too. Give them a like. Or That's it's, a good point. It sounds too. simple, but it's kind of true. Like if you, like, really support your friends, like, find out a way to collaborate with them. With um, <clears throat> my boy Maestro, me and him are starting to, we're picking samples. Like we're gonna flip the same sample each week and each release it like every week, so we can just keep like doing it just for fun, man. Mm -hmm. Just like we were talking and we're like felt like we were both just kind of like working separately we're like why don't we like link more and share more and just be more engaging with each other you know what i, I fuck mean with that i feel like i get lost in the digital shit sometimes and i get so i could be projecting maybe but i forget so focused on like polishing it up and making sure like what i'm doing with my art at a personal level even like in a digital level is so well done i forget about like the imperfection of human just nature and i forget about like the uh just like the range of emotions and the vulnerability of what it means i think to be an artist that's why i love artists who tour a lot because it's like and i, I should say before i make it any like opinions i don't like really judge motherfuckers if they don't tour i don't judge motherfuckers yeah. if like they don't want to go on no. stage like it's that's like i completely understand where everyone's coming from in that sense but for me i just think about like I can get too perfect on here. If my voice sounds fucked up in this, if I fuck up, the cat pulls out a, a, a cord, this isn't live. We can fix this shit, man. Yeah. But when you can hold, like if this was a live podcast, I mean, we'd still be killing it, but it's like, it'd be a different element. I'd have to be in it. And I think that's why I just love watching um, the human experience of live art because yeah. this digital shit's a facade in a lot of ways. I mean, you can't put the three dimensions maybe even four dimensions of a being into a two-dimensional device. Yeah. And if that becomes the basis of how you interpret everything in life, it's definitely, you know, a good tool, but, like, you got to put the phone down sometimes. Too. You I have like, to. i got to close this motherfucker sometimes. i got to go outside. Like, I only, really only feel good when about technology when I balance it with parts of my life that, like, don't rely on it. I yeah, guess. just like nature. Man, yeah. go for a walk, some shit, you know that, what I mean? So like, we were reading a meditation book beforehand, and that's what goes back to the consciousness shit yeah you breathe you return back to a state that you already just understand mm -hmm. everything kind of is intuition in a sense and then when you go dive into the overstimulating modern world you kind of can i think because you know differentiate between what's intuition and what's anxiety much yeah so well maybe. and the other thing too going back to like what you're saying about like seeing something live i feel like when you interpret art on instagram it's so easy to scroll because you know there's just going to be another art thing happening right but when you're there at a show that art in front of you is all you got really and it's going to be better than whatever's on your phone so you're probably going to pay attention right so you're allowed like you're experiencing the artist like so much more genuinely that way you know mm. what i'm saying 
like the the get like i guess like the competition kind of goes down a little bit i guess yeah. but it's like focus there's like more focus yeah. point that's a good point I, I i try to remember that like <laughs> the reason why i really like got into getting so attached to stuff like consuming it digitally i guess is because i like it just in the physical world too, yeah right? and i think when we like get overstimulated sometimes we forget that so shout out community shout out supporting your peeps digitally and make sure you go support them physically Always. um let's get into the crate killer shit but beforehand i just want to i guess touch on the halo yeah the halo studio yeah it's pretty you know established studio in maine and it's beautiful and you're the in studio drummer there correct is, is that wrong uh I, i'm or, not really like so i'm not really like an in-studio drummer um but i'm definitely like one of the go-to guys that they'll ask for got you so like you kind of like on retainer for studio purposes in a sense kind of at, yeah at, at your availability it's not like yeah. you're, you're locked into a contract no not at all it sounds no. like you know def, like to keep a couple motherfuckers on hand if they need something that works for sure yeah it'll yeah it'll be something like you know like hey this band you know doesn't have a drummer or something like come in and do that but the, whatever. it's a high up studio that i imagine charges motherfuckers not the cheapest probably to uh record no, at so no man. that is cool like probably a little feather in your cap and it's like oh yeah fuck it, man. like yeah it's <laughs> cool it's like dude anything that i can do to create music not even in like a make money way because i i i don't like that i try to be more like make a living you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to be, like, trying to make a million dollars. I just want to pay my yeah. bills. You can you burn know? out doing that. You got to be careful yeah. doing that shit, yo. Yeah, and, I, and I'm definitely the guy that does that, too. But, um, yeah, so I just try to, you know, just keep like keep that art flowing. Because if you're trying to constrict to again a million bucks, you're going to burn out, like you said. Yeah, like, the, the higher you reach the top or, you know, the quicker you ascend, in a sense, the mm-hmm. quicker you can fall, I think, when you build yeah. slowly day to day that's like when you really get your strength in a sense yeah yeah all right we talked about hardcore scenes and youth and drumming but i really want to get into my area the birth of crate killer oh man what inspires you to start doing all this crate because i feel like bro i was like literally i worked at bull moose with a cat who you're now in a band and obviously shout out yeah. jack stoles and i want to say it's 2000 and i could be completely wrong but 2008 I want to say he's 18. And he's like, you ever heard of Craig Killer? And I'm like, no, he's like, <laughs> friend Craig Killer? I'm like, dude. So then I was like, I look at my, oh, that's fucking, there's some heavy drums and shit. And come to find out you're a fucking drummer, which is yeah. funny. Um, so just talk about it, yo. What's the, how does Craig Killer shit come to fruition? Because I know you like hip hop, but not every motherfucker that likes hip hop starts becoming a producer. Dude, so honestly, I, I bought like a MIDI keyboard and was just like trying to like, make beats and figure it out they have like one of the little drum pads on the side too it did but i didn't know how to use it at the time so i just used the keyboard (laughs) yeah i didn't even know how to use i didn't know how to set up the pads it had like knobs on it i didn't know how to do any of that i knew just enough to get like a sample or like a whatever drums onto the keyboard i would just play that and record it they sounded terrible but that's where i started um why do you remember why you did this was it like like... it's i feel like because i've always wanted to be involved in hip-hop and Mm. i was always a drummer and i'd the melodic side of it i could never pick up a guitar or play piano and stuff um at least that well and i feel like sampling was like my cheat code for that. Oh yeah, it's that. You dude, know what I'm saying? Hip hop makes every genre and makes yeah. it its own in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't know how to play the violin, but I can take this thing playing the take violin. Some strings. That's what I'm it. saying. So that was kind of like an inspiration for that. Um, 
I bought a sampler that I knew nothing about. Nice. Spent, you know, six, $700 on it. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking learn it. And I took years learning it, a couple of years learning it. And man, yeah, I don't know. Alchemist was a huge. Yeah, I was perfect. I was gonna say, do you have any like production influence? Alchemist, man. He. ALC. ALC. That man. Larry June and Alchemist album dropped Crazy. Today. I've been listening to it all yeah, day. Yeah, I played it three, two or three times. Today. Yeah. I'm in the cannabis game, so you know when you like slang a little bit and you get to put on like you know, oh, some fly yeah, Alchemist yeah. beats, it kind of makes the day go by fast. Yeah, man. I love Alchemist too, Same. man. One of my one of my favorite uh, producers, like from my childhood, or like from my teens, and like still even now. Yeah, man, and he's just like. What I love about him so much, and I think what really opened my mind to him is, like, he makes everything. Like, he, like, you know, back in, like, his first inf- infantry days, like, he was making, like, you know, that, like, that style of rap beats. And, like, the stuff that he makes now is so different and just as just as beautiful, man. I don't oh, even yeah. know. I mean, man came up making Mob Deep tracks. Yeah. And, like, if you... The thing about Alchemist, I don't know, like, people know his story too well. Maybe I don't either, so I could be wrong, but I think I am kind of like a hip-hop biographer motherfucker at this point. I believe Alchemist is from a more wealthier part in, like, the Los Angeles County, Beverly Hills area, I think. Even so much where he's in the hooligans with James Caan, the actor. You know who James Caan is? I've heard of... You, you know The Godfather? You ever seen yeah, that? yeah, yeah, You know yeah. Sonny and The Godfather? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. James Caan... I believe his son, Scott Kahn, and Alchemist are in a hip-hop group in the 90s called The Hooligans. The Hooligans, It's a lot yeah. of, like, that wicked, like, fast, like... Yeah. Like, Das yeah. FX kind of rap yeah. type shit. Well, because he started as a rapper, I exactly. think, right? Exactly. I don't think I don't think he was making the beat. Like, go look up The Hooligans. Like, it's Alchemist. It's just, I mean, like, yeah. if you're a hip-hop guy, you're like, duh. But, like, a lot of cats don't know this shit. Yeah. And I bring this up because, like, Alchemist, like, we started doing that, and then he... Just started producing, and I think DJ Muggs took DJ him on Muggs, tour, bro. and was like, "Let me teach you like the ways and shit." And shout out DJ Muggs. And then Alchemist, a couple of years later, is literally with. I mean, in my opinion, like two of the coldest motherfuckers in hip hop history, at least just from a music standpoint. Mob Deep, Queensboro, Queensbridge, maybe just Queens, New York. I'm not 100 percent sure, but point being, complete opposite side of the country. And he's out there for his production. I'm pretty sure he has beats on, I could be wrong, but Murder Music, yep. which is the fourth Mob Deep album, I think. He does. And so he did learn from DJ Mug, okay. or at least partially. I'm glad I'm, you're yeah. fact-checking me. Yeah, yeah, I am. No, I am. Um, so at some point, you know, he was learning from DJ Muggs, and he used to, like, go, like, help him find samples while he was making Temples of Boom. Yeah, like... Yeah. OG crate digging the street. Yeah, so he was helping him like find samples for that. Ain't no splice sure. sample pack. No, none of that. Like they're like going through records, you know, teaching him like you know, there's like a fucking what the grooves in the record mean. Like oh, there might be a drum break here. There might no be no drums on this part of the record based on how it looks. Crazy stuff. And again, like the physicality of the music world, the analogness of the music world. Like yeah. that's why records are wild. I mean, you ever play a record on some shitty? Or just on some like weaker uh, system that doesn't have output speakers, you can hear the music still coming through the grooves, bro. Yeah, it's fucking weird, it's man. It's wild, it's man. weird, man. Yeah, it's, it's some weird ass. Sh- records are weird as shit, yeah. bro. Records are weird, so <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, it, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, so he moved to New York, and I don't remember why. I wish I could remember why. And DJ Muggs 
hit up like everyone that he knew in New York. I was... think Muggs is from New York. That's yeah. what I think. Muggs oh. is from New York. Moved to the West Coast, and then gotcha. ALC is yeah. the opposite. But I could be wrong about yeah. it. And I mean, Muggs Cypress Hill. Yeah. he's got stripes in the game at that point. Black Sunday's yeah. like you know. well. So I think Alchemist was part of Dilated Peoples, and they went on tour with Cypress so, yeah, Hill. He, he. I don't know if he was officially like. A member of the group because I think the group was Rocka Irish Science, Evidence, yeah, and DJ Evidence, Babu, yeah. which yeah, is yeah. this is some hip hop nerd shit. But of course, like Alchemist and Evidence are step brothers; mm-hmm. they go way back. It's so crazy, and, um, and their step brothers' shit is crazy oh, my too. Dude. And that's like ten years old. Like, <laughs> I know. That's an album I've talked about with a lot of people too. Shout out, I think Ryan Adams we talked about that yeah. with, and Riley Lamar because I remember taking out the, uh, the the felt cover that it has. That's a very good point because the dilated people's connection, because dilated people's is huge, obviously at that point. Like, I mean, they have like Guru on some of the yeah, tracks. But bro, hold on, what does this go back to? Community, bro. Yeah, people help. You see? Yes. You people see? Just being there. You see? And that that okay. I'm glad this happened. That was a big reason why I wanted to go into hip hop. Because I was like... Just watching the Alchemist the comu- story? No, oh, watching the community, the community bro. Uh, watching yes. the community, man. Of course, man. Yeah. That's but, what this shit's... That's literally what this shit is all about. Yeah. For me, man. It's like... But even with you, man. Like, it's 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 mostly it. But like, it's about like getting high and listening to the music at my crib by myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, then it's about hearing live beats. It's going to get chicken. Popping into a show because a friend's doing a, sh- a bill and I just want to pop in. And then hearing an artist I never heard before open up for them or after them that I'm like... Oh, I gotta listen to that shit. Yeah, so that's a very good point too. Yeah. Community and just the hip hop nature to kind of like embrace shit you fuck with in a sense. Yeah. So I mean, good. I mean, we're getting all over the place, but it all ties together because yeah, it just shows you like Alchemist going to the first infantry days and what he was making then has that kind of backstory. Yeah, and it shows you what he got to really be. Not introduced into, but like be a part of in a sense. Obviously, yeah. like he the OGs looking out for him. But then you flip that, you go to like the rap camp shit ten years after First Infantry or so, and he's with like you know making No Idols with Domino Genesis. Mm-hmm. He's got Mac Miller. He's got Rich. He's got Vince Staples at the crib. That's ten years ago, dude. I know. And then we go another ten years, and he's got like. And he was like, bro, like. Him and Boldy James, like that's, my first chemistry that's a, that's set or gr- whatever. See, motherfuckers forgot. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Obviously, um, uh, man, I'm forgetting now too. It's not Bo Jackson. What's the one before Bo Jackson? Um, not Super Tech Mobile. No, not um, Bo Jack. Uh, you're talking uh, um, the Price of Tea. The Price of Tea in China. Yeah, in China. Yeah. Even before that, what's this motherfucker doing? Come here, baby. Even before the Price of Tea in China, you have my first chemistry set, which has like some huge artists. Like um, I think Vince is even on that one. Like I think of what's the word? I'm I'm in college, 2014, playing what's the word by Alchemist yeah. and Boldy James. That song comes in my head all the time. Again. That's years before they dropped this shit. And then I feel like after um, Price of Tea in China comes out, I mean... Oh, my God. Boldy was on top, Bold, man. Boldy's on the murder streak. But then even after that, I mean, the Dude, thing he's... of ours albums. The uh, the Arm & Hammer album. Oh, my God. He just does the Larry June album. Those, keeps doing shit with Action Bronson. Like, Alchemist, I think, embodies, at least just to me, what really inspires me is a pure love to just keep going and create. And yes. then also, like, maybe it's, you know, looking, uh, maybe I'm, I'm probably projecting way too much, but you think about, like, you know, how he came up, and, uh, like, you know, James Caan, like, imagine, like, a Hollywood A-lister's, like, one of your dad's best friends. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm imagining he must have been, like, pretty generous, I mean, like, hooking up the friends and shit here and there, maybe. Yeah, so, but I don't think it was anything, like, I don't think it was anything like they're, you know, his his dad's friend was, like, buying him gear and stuff. Oh, I still think not, that. No, more so, like. 
I'm a rich ass motherfucker. So when you come to my crib, like dinner's on me. Yeah, I'm for everybody sure. Up. Like yeah. he's seeing someone like with some maybe more resources than him. Yeah. Fuck motherfuckers in. Because now I feel like Alchemist. That's what he fucking does, bro. Yeah, man. He's got stupid resources in the game, and just makes dope ass shit, and doesn't seem to really like flaunt or ask a lot about for it and that's he, what i respect man a and lot. yeah he, that's why it's like i feel like he just does it for the love of hip-hop like you said he just creates he's always trying to like i feel like whenever alchemist drops i never know what to expect yeah. and i love that man because i'm like and he just like he's just so authentic to himself man i could he i listen to him legit every day man yeah. he's oh, like yeah. i mean i got tons of alchemist records in the next room i'm home for you to, to dig through yeah please man um, yeah man it's wild just thinking about i this sounds wild he has dropped so much recently i've almost like saturated my knowledge of alchemist because i came up into him deep like project to project i was listening to everything i can barely keep up with alc these days mm -hmm. it's tremendous he's on the hip boy project that just comes out oh my god then he drops this larry june shit then i'm like you know like there's things in the cut like i guess an earl album is still supposed to come out there's I'm, a boldy the boldy james album i forgot maybe the like arguably top five if not like maybe some people's best rap album last year elephant man's bones oh i really have that god. like hanging on my wall in my Bro. bedroom right now I, like I, so, I mean that's that album like meant a lot crazy to me. i forgot to mention that bro. quantum leap Quant that's a nasty and you know it's crazy oh my god it's just the nastiest beat that i think i've ever heard in my life quantum leap really yeah that's it, like that's like man that loop when i first saw so I, <laughs> I have no idea how he made that i was loop. on lunch break bro i took a a uh, little toots to the dust, a little binger up to the face. And then I'm walking through Old Orchard Beach. I hit the beach walk. And uh, Quantum Leap hits. And I'm like walking. And it's like a movie scene. I'm like, first first time I heard it, I heard that. That piano line? Crazy. Ah, dude, I think Alchemist too. We should probably stop nerding out. It's so <laughs> linear. So like the seven people that appreciate this can, uh, you know, yeah. we, we can move on to the other, you know, True. dozens. But uh, Alchemist, I think, is one of those producers that I really like because he almost gets me formulatic in a sense sometimes. Like in my like hearing it, I'm like, all right, I get what's going. It's like, these are the four bars. These are the four bars. But then he'll throw like some little like mm -hmm. quick little sample or some little like he'll just take the drum out real quick. Like one like snare, one kick. And I'm like, what? Nope. I've been nodding my head there every yeah. time in the past 15 seconds. And that time I didn't. Yeah. But that shit's so hard to do cleanly. I but think. here's the thing. It's this is like this is game right here, too. It's all intentional, bro. He oh, does like, you know what I mean? 100%. Like every like every drop that he's doing, there's a there's something behind that. He's not just doing a drop to make a drop cool. Like, there's intention behind every single move that he makes, which is why it sounds so good. It's plotted. I 100% agree. Plotted, bro. He's the he, GOAT. He, I don't know, man. He just knows how to, like, emphasize and hesitate at the perfect times. And, like, I don't know. You just want to keep listening to his shit. Yes. Well, I was going to ask about any production influences, but that definitely covered that. Yeah, for sure. Were there any challenging aspects getting into this shit? Getting into producing was, yeah, like... <clears throat> again i felt like i could put drums over a lot of stuff just being a drummer that's kind of how my brain works but the melodic aspect is like where i struggled heavy because i was like i said i've never like a guitar player or a piano player or anything like that but and i'm still learning you know what i mean and learning how to chop samples learning everything man it was like it was like i spent like 10 years or not 10 years probably you know i did so so many years of like playing drums 
And then learning how to make beats was just like starting from scratch, dude. I felt like I was starting from square one right again. You really were. It definitely yeah. sounds like the drum background maybe helped you like understand patterns and like the way drums should sound. But at the same time, you're not, you know, doing a four minute hardcore or yeah. metal song where you're doing like maybe like two minute beats tops. Yeah. That's what I, it is cool to just to hear about, you know, how you could bring things from your past, but also kind of like struggle with learning some new shit. Oh, yeah. And that's the beautiful part of it, man, is that I always want to learn. Like, I'm eager to learn. Always. I want to know everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm fascinated, you know. That's good shit. Yeah, man. It's important. I think the rapid fire questions also are also, I think the rapid fire questions are also rather important. Yeah. So would you rather... uh get into a little quick speedy round of questioning and then maybe kind of just talk about what we've been working on and then kind of wrap it up here. Yeah, let's go, man. We've let's been, go. cause we've been, we've spent like damn near an hour up in here. I'm kind of losing track. Here, yeah, I know. We're just having fun, man. <clears throat> All right. We're going to hit these rapid fire questions. Let's do though. it. Favorite color? Blue. Hip hop artist you'd love to collab with? <sighs> Jay-Z. Drummer who inspires you? Drummer that inspires me? Man. Um, Shout out fucking Connor Dennis of Beartooth, man. He's nasty. Maine or Portland food spot you want to shout out? Duck Fat. Dope city you've traveled to? Man. Dope city I've traveled to. I know. I know this is supposed to be rapid. I'm sorry. You're doing pretty quick. Most motherfuckers are like, every <laughs> question. You got like three in a row pretty fast. Nah. Uh, man. Honestly, man, shout out L.A. L.A. is dope, man. Nice. What's a city you want to travel to? Man, I want to go. Honestly, I want to. I really want to go to, like, Barcelona. That's a skateboard. That's a whole other I've thing. I've been to Barcelona, bro. Nah. It's beautiful. Man. Maybe the coolest architecture in any city, honestly, I've ever yeah. seen. I was, I was actually dumbfounded by, like, the buildings. Especially when you could get, like, views from, like, up above and, like, certain parks and shit. Dude, that... that uh, city is so I don't know it's just very like uh, I don't even know like not romantic but it, there's just a lot of like emotion in that city it had a lot of character in a good like a really a really really good way yeah. I just felt like I was like in the middle of like a bunch of history that's sick man and not like in like a not like a nerd like, you know go to like France or some shit or you go to like you know London and like you get to see like Big Ben it's like oh that's kind of cool but like I just felt like I was like oh there's a lot of like life in this motherfucking yeah. city bro like a lot of like pockets that like you turn down one alley where you never know what you're gonna find yeah. shit. it was it was amazing I'd heavily recommend that's dope yeah <laughs> would love to um hip hop artist you want more people to listen to <clears throat> could be Craig Killer man man Sorry, you're stumping me with the, the fucking questions right now, man. Hip-hop artists, I want someone... Honestly, man, shout out Evidence, man. I don't think people give Evidence his fucking flowers, man. Evidence is dope. That feature that he has on the Larry June albums... Isn't the song called, like, No Evidence or something like that? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, No Evidence Left or something yeah. like that. Yeah, dope. Yeah, Evidence is good. Evidence has been really stepping up his production, too, recently. Facts, recently. man. Facts. Shout out that, because I really only knew him as an MC. Yeah. Unlearning? Um, that song's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. And um, his last, what was it? The Weatherman? Not the Weatherman. No, me. no. Um, it's the one with like puzzle pieces, right? That's the one you're talking about? Yeah. Um, well, that's the Unlearning Volume 1, right? That's the tape. Or yeah. no. No, it's not called Unlearning Volume 1. Unlearning is a song off yeah. of. Uh, that's just that a album. single. I'm thinking of, excuse me, I'm thinking of Throw It All 
Oh, throw it all away off the album. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, I think that's whether or not I think whether or not I, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but he does have that new shit out with the puzzle pieces. It's like Navy Blue on that album yeah. too. I, I think so. I, yeah. I gotta listen to that more. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, sleeping, man, I'm slipping man. on the new EV. Um, goal you still have as an artist? Man, play a live show, which is gonna happen in May. Nice. Let's go. There Stereo go. dreams. I can't wait. There we go. That's exciting, man. Yeah. Um, we can plug some more stuff too at the end. For yeah, sure. you're good. Um, uh, I was gonna try and look at my question. Oh yeah, if you have to fight Godzilla, which hip hop crew you tagging up with to fight? So like they're gonna be on my team yeah, to fight you, Godzilla. You any hip hop crew versus Godzilla. Oh, Griselda, done. Godzilla's getting smoked. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, Griselda. I was thinking about when Royster Five Nine beef Benzino back in the day, and he mm. had a he had a I think he had a like an RPG or a rocket launcher on like a webcam and like a video one time. I think allegedly, <laughs> this was like you know twenty years ago. So it's just a way to think about the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like I haven't seen any other rap crew with that much art. Or I haven't seen a rapper with that much artillery ever. I've never seen a rapper with a bazooka. I feel like that's the only thing. Because even if you got like a bunch of like you know straps, so to speak, and Dracos, as they say, it's Godzilla, bro. You think like fifteen AKs is gonna take down Godzilla? I don't even think an RPGs take it down Godzilla. So. So, yeah, that's why I'm picking Griselda. I feel like that's my best chance, bro. I didn't say I was going to win. <laughs> Actually, I did say that. He's yeah. getting smoked. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, <laughs> I did say yeah, that. I stand by my word. He's getting killed. Fuck that. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> if anybody... There's got to be some, like... Uh, there's got to be something. I'll, I'll figure that one out. I'm trying to, like, make up some, like, anime uh, pilot episode in my head about a hip-hop crew becoming, like, <laughs> <laughs> defeating le- legendary monsters and shit. Oh, man. So that's a good segue, actually. Last rapid fire question. Last TV show you peeped? Man, um, what's it called? Oh my God, it's a dating reality show called "Are You the One?" Mad. Some good stuff. Madness, bro. It's should be tapped in. Should be tapped in. Man, about to get attacked. No, oh, he's just, just chilling. He's beautiful. Kind of yeah, oh look, look how cute the cat's being. Just chilling. Oh <laughs> I don't even want to touch you because you're gonna go wild. What's the um, show again? Plug it one more time. One. Are you the one? Are you the one on Netflix, man? Crazy. Right. Well, we survived the rapid fire. Yeah. Let's kind of hit the downward slope here. What are you working on now? Is there anything you want to tease to the people? Yeah, man. Any crate killer inside info? Yeah, I got a lot, man. So, um, I have an album that I just finished up. First, uh, executively produced album ever. Um, Bugsy H, S18 nonchalantly zay's on there it's just i'm very proud of that man we, we bugsy's um i know of them from like being from the massachusetts scene right yeah they're all from mass and um on that tour i was telling you about where i linked up with 60 was that the J- japan japan one? yeah right before we went to japan so i put out an instagram post and i put like 20 dollars into an instagram ad just like me making this beat and bugsy saw it and that's how I got linked up with him. And he just like hit me up. He was like, that beat's crazy. You got other stuff. I sent him a beat pack. He was like, nah, we got to do an album. And I was like, all right, let's go. I got back home and that we were just locked in. That's um, fucking sick. So yeah. stay tuned for more info on that. Yeah, man. Um, then I got the, I got an album wrapping up with uh, 60 East. Um, shout out 60, man. He's, he's dope. He's such a good yeah, guy. I know Bugsy, but I don't know 60 East. 60's nasty. How do you spell it for those at home? So it's, 
60EAST, 60 East, bro, the highway. One word. Yes, sir. Tremendous. Yeah. And then Bugsy H, I think it's B U G S Y. Yeah, H dot. H dot, yeah. Yeah, and then S18, S18. He's got that Easter dinner. Y'all, this is like this Easter dinner song by Bugsy that I fucking love his flow on. He's just got a really good, like, kind of like aggressive, but kind of like cocky, laid back Massachusetts type flow. Yeah, Yeah, he's nasty. And he's also like, he's like. Tough as nails, but nicest guy ever, man. Yeah. He's dope. I'm like, I'm honored to be putting in work with him. And he's excited, man. The whole collab called uh, Atris, H-R-I-S, man. And it's just, I'm I'm honored, so. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Where can people find your shit? I think you got like a SoundClick, Engineers, SoundCloud. Yeah, I got like, um, yeah, I got, uh, I'm on Spotify. I got a couple songs, um. And that'll get more stocked up as we go throughout the year. But uh, I'm going to drop, a, hopefully, at least, like, three, four albums this year. Nice. Um, yeah. And Any uh, beat tapes in the works? Yeah, man. I'm going to be on a beat tape with uh, Maestro and a bunch of other cats. Uh, can't wait for that. That's going to be sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel like, again, like, the community in hip-hop has been so kind to me and i'm like grateful as fuck for that yeah man. and you said you got a stereo dream set too right? yeah i got a stereo dream set man um the first wednesday of may i wish it was like may 3rd or something like that mm. i'm gonna be opening the show um uh yeah i'm, I'm so excited for that as though never done a producer show so it's like a whole new thing for me man you i've started, never done uh, it like obsessing over the, the routine for that like yeah like the drum shit yeah 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 so i'm just gonna have like a couple you know samplers but yeah man i'm excited for that that's exciting it is exciting yeah man. first one yeah well this so. is what we do you know we'd like to just get some new stories out of here you know, yeah man you doing some new shit and making some dope beats out here in maine so appreciate that bro i guess before we get to the final question do you have any final statements man thank you for having me <laughs> i'm like man like even you you're a part of that community that i'm talking about man like you're out here putting in tons of work into this podcast and going out to shows and just being a good dude so like i appreciate that it's just like an artist you know Thanks, what i mean sure. so um yeah and shout out community man it's most important for real, we got to take care of each other, man. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's not just like community just isn't like seeing local artists on your phone and like scrolling. Community is like getting to go out and like do shit and like see people and just yeah. jumping into a fucking set or jumping into like, you know, a, someone's set and looking at it and be like, oh, cool. Like, even if I wouldn't have gone and like maybe done this by myself, if someone drags you out, fuck it. Just, yeah, just get go. out there. Yeah, trying just to shit. Go. Yeah. I think I just remember to stay out of my head. And stay open-minded about shit, because let's say you even go and you see something, and you don't fucking like it. At least you went out and dried, and then you'd be like, you know, I'm probably not going to go to the, that type of music again, but I still went, man. Yeah. Like, just do shit, man. Yeah, you had an experience. Exactly. It's good to, you know, live your life, and I'm definitely mad introverted, but Same. I feel better when I shake it up a little bit and go out. Because the thing is, like, one cool thing I think when you can find solace in an art community is... You're not at some place where, like, everyone's kind of under scrutiny, where it's kind of like at work or, like, you're out in line at the grocery store and you feel like everyone's, like, looking at you if you got social anxiety and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to a show and, like, the lights are kind of dark and everyone's staring at something and you can kind of just, like, melt into a wall. Like, that's wicked important for, like, a massive percent of the population. Yeah. So facts. shout out that, man. 
and uh, hey yo, let's keep getting some good shows out here, venues, man. Like someone, someone, give me a fucking uh, like venue out here. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking uh, pay for shit because it's too expensive. But if we can somehow finesse, like uh, I don't know, a couple uh, Ryanby nights here and there, let's keep it going. So. That'd be dope. Yeah, I'm talking like I want to take over the Civic Center for a night. Oh Start my! Start blowing God. shit up. Get monster, <laughs> get monster trucks up in there. That'd be dope. <laughs> Shout out monster. Can trucks, you imagine man. a Cray Killer beat set through the loudspeakers while there's like monster trucks? You know what? Yeah, I can. Let's do that. That's what I'm saying. Let's yeah, we just so investors. Any investors tapping in to to this? Let's go. It's been the whole point. It's been a pitch. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty much down to ask the last question. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay. It's the last question. Doing a dramatic pause. Yeah, I was like, damn. Okay. Where will Craig Killer be one year from now? One year from now, you know where I want to be. I want to be on. Benny's Crib podcast talking about all the shit that happened the last year. Ooh. That's what I want to do. That's good. That's a yeah, good one. You like yeah. that? I, I like that. I yeah. think someone said that before too because I was going to say, and we're going to sit in the same exact place <laughs> and wear the same exact things and say the same. But I'm, I know I've said that before on the podcast. Does, is that ringing a bell with you, Twigs? <laughs> All right. Well, that's really it, yo. Craig Killer's got some shit in the works. Look for the Bugsy H and who else is on that? 60 East. Oh, yeah, for that, for the Bugsy H album? Yeah, yeah S18 black. and Nonchalance S- A. Man, you're confusing me because you got 60 East, S18. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Backlash up yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Numbers. Yeah. Shout out Life. Shout out Soto for the instrumental for this podcast. Yes, you ever sir. heard of Soto shit? No, but I need to. It's happened to Soto. Soto's hard. He's, Let's go. He's been cooking up a lot, too. Let's go, um, man. Shout out Yardy Ting for sponsoring this podcast. Oh, man, I'm not even going to get into it, but Yardy Ting, delicious food. Go and get you some. I'm thinking about the coconut curry right now. Little chickpeas. Flavor. It's tremendous. And uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Peace. Stay tapped in. Peace. Thanks. Shout out to Craig Killer for coming through Benny's Crib this latest episode. Just shout out to y'all for rocking with us. 100 plus episodes. I can't believe it. Don't sleep on all the Craig Killer collabs coming out. Look out for that Stereo Dream set in early May. And uh, you know you know what it is, man. Shout out Soto for the instrumental. Shout out Yardy Ting for sponsoring this podcast. Fuck the system. Take care of yourself. And we'll see you next time. Rhyme beat.